Greetings from Hannibal, Missouri. And welcome to Rivertown Review, the podcast. An informative and hopefully entertaining look at all things Hannibal. With Megan Rapp. People tend to come, visit, they like it here, they move here. And Harold Smith. In our biased viewpoint, this part of the country, this community, is an excellent place to be from. And now, Rivertown Review, the podcast. Okay, enough digression. Time to get started with this. We welcome you to Hannibal's original podcast. It is the Rivertown Review podcast. I'm Harold Smith. And I'm Megan Rapp. And uh, this we're not going to, we, we kind of made a pact the last couple of episodes ago. We weren't going to get on here and tell you what number we were on as yeah, far as episodes. Yeah, we got past go. two dozen or so. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, good point. Yeah, this is, yeah, the, but this is, for those of you who remember Jack Benny, uh, this is the Jack Benny episode. If you remember the age he was at when he stopped, uh, that's what episode we are on. So, uh, and, and I say all of that. And if you, if you found us, you see on there what episode it is. So you, so you know what's going on with this, but it's, and we're almost to our one year anniversary on this, actually almost just crazy. That's just nuts. We've been doing this for almost a year now. (laughs) It seems like it's been just forever. Hasn't it? (laughs) It seems like yesterday and a million years. ago. Uh, Exactly. Yeah. But uh, we, we thank you for being there. We, we do this. We, we got just, we got tens and used to brag on our radio show about having tens and tens of listeners. And that's pretty much what, what this is, but Hey, you're out there and we appreciate it. You have hundreds of thousands of choices uh, out there for our podcast, but none of them, you won't find anything like what you find here. Uh, we've got interesting people about interesting stuff. We've covered real people, imaginary people, say, fictional real, characters. Fictional, you dead. That just, just, we've yeah. covered lots of yeah. people, we, places. Yeah. yeah, we did about a half an episode on Colonel Sherman Potter from, from MASH, who was a fictional native of Hannibal. Exactly. Cause, yeah, because actually Tom and Becky and those guys, they weren't from Hannibal, they were from St. Saint Petersburg. St. Petersburg. Saint Petersburg, yes. But that still wound up being Cardiff Hill out there, even though it wasn't Cardiff Hill before Mark Twain. You know, if, if, if all else fails, just... <laughs> agree with them yeah yep. just, yeah, just, yeah it's going to be called Cardiff get, get, now. get tired of arguing with them yeah uh but uh an, another place that has been uh, fabled in story and song as far as a landmark that is way up high is lover's leap and where we will cover that as we go along here this morning uh we welcome uh for our purposes she has other fancy titles but uh, for our purposes the race director of something called the Hannibal Cannibal, Angie Wilcoxon. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yes. Uh, now, I think that this is going to be um, definitely a learning experience <laughs> for the both of us because from doing a radio show for going on how many years now? Uh, well, you and I have been doing this since uh, late in 2013. Yeah. Uh, so we're going on six years. So uh, I, th- I think it's safe to say if anyone ever listens, they know that <laughs> we're not runners. So we're going to be learning about something that neither one of us know about. Our, yeah, our, our mantra is that if you see me running, you better run too because something is chasing me. <laughs> yes, yeah. it's going to kill me. Uh, exactly. not, not just and possibly th- maimed. And then, no. then once we both start running, I don't have to <laughs> outrun it. I just got to outrun you. That's, so it gets it gets a lot easier, at least for one of us. But uh, anyhow, um, 
we've talked uh, before uh, on uh, previous episodes about National Tom Sawyer Days. Uh, and uh, one of the many things that goes on, no matter what the date might be, uh, we always wrap National Tom Sawyer Days around the 4th of July weekend. And on the Saturday of 4th of July weekend comes the Hannibal Cannibal. Correct. Yes. Um, it's always the Saturday during National Tom Sawyer Days. Yeah. So mark your calendar. Yes, mark your calendar, whatever year this might be, because we're running on the assumption that this, th- th- will, this podcast will be out there for Lord knows how long. Uh, but uh, matter of fact, you've got... Um, well, as we sit here in the spring of, of uh, 2019, getting ready for, what, the 24th? 24 years. Mm-hmm. So talk about uh, what we know about the beginnings of the Hannibal Cannibal. Well, the Hannibal Cannibal, for let's tell people exactly what it is. Yeah, let, yeah, that's, um, it's, yeah. A, it's a 5K run walk, and then we also have a 10 and a 15K run. And then for kids 10 and under, we have a fun run. So um, back in 1995, a couple of the employees of the healthcare system um, that were avid runners um, decided to put together this little run um, for health, uh, to promote healthy lifestyles um, in the community. Um, when it started in, 1990, in 1995, it was only a 10K run. And um, I'm not sure the total uh, history of running events. I don't know if most of them typically started as a 10K or um, if most of them started as 5Ks. I know 5Ks are really big now. There are Um, a lot of things I know about history, but the history (laughs) of running is not one of them. Um, So it started as a 10K, and then a couple years later, we added a 5K competitive walk. Um, So it was a timed event, um, and you could only walk it. It was like your speed walkers. Um, and then I think it was a year later than that they added the 5K run. Um, and so once the 5K run got going and got big, um, it was decided to drop that competitive walk event and just go with a non-competitive walk event. Um, but over the past uh, five years, we've averaged over 1,750 participants um, in all of these events, which has been exciting. We had one year we topped 2,200. Mm-hmm. So... Um, it, it, it seems to me that the key to that, and of course, I know for years and years, I mean, Angie's been in here uh, on the on the radio with us. Uh, there was a there was a threshold at which you were trying like crazy to get to, but it seemed to me like the key to it was when you added the fifteen k. Right in two thousand thirteen, um, we added a fifteen k uh, event to the thing, t- uh, the uh, race too, and that helped get some of those more distant runners. Um, in recent years, you know, your marathons and half marathons have kind of gotten to be the big deal. And so adding that distance um, helped uh, bring in some other runners. Now, uh, for the point of clarification for people that don't know, uh, as we all do, uh, Angie does have a day job. You talked about uh, the, uh, the starting with the, the he- in the healthcare community. Angie, her day job, she is director of finance for Hannibal Regional Foundation for the, for the local hospital in Hannibal. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, our foundation supports our local healthcare system, Hannibal mm-hmm. Regional Healthcare System. Yes. And so, um, you know, we're always looking at ways we can promote uh, healthy lifestyles in the community so that people are in better health and carry out better health and stay healthy. Mm-hmm. And the, I suppose the, we should get into the reason why it is called the Hannibal Cannibal. Well, if you've ever been to Hannibal, we have this lovely hill that's called Lover's Leap. 
Um, it is a bluff overlooking the Mississippi River. Um, it's a greater than 45 degree climb up. Yes. Um, <laughs> well, I know for a fact that motor coaches cannot make it up Lover's Leap. Well, ah. they can, but they get stuck. Ah. Well, and it also it curves up, so it's a little. It's not. A, yeah, it's, it's not. A, it's not straight shot. No. No. Um, but um, they came up with the tagline because Lover's Leap was so hard that it would eat you up, and so hence the Hannibal Cannibal came from uh, the toughness of Lover's Leap. Yes, and everybody, whether it's the five k walk, whether it's the five k run, ten k run, fifteen k run, everybody. To, that runs runs or walks in the Hannibal Cannibal has to go up Lover's Leap. That is correct. And we do have a um, timing system up there that everybody goes through so that their chip flags that they hit Lover's Leap so that they can't cheat no and win. No cheating. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. See, as someone who's never run a, a, a race, let alone a timed race, <laughs> the, I know that the, so there's their there chip and sensors in the, the numbers the that they bib. get. Right. Yeah, the, you know, the number they give you when you start. Yeah, there's that's all chipped. And yeah, this is, see, you've, with the uh, with the kind of the leisure walk uh, part of it and with the um, with the competitive part of it, I mean, you, you appeal to everybody. I mean, for people that just want to come and they just want to have a walk and they just, just want to, uh, comparatively speaking, stroll through it, uh, as compared to your hardcore runners. I mean, you've got something for everybody, right? There is something for everybody. And, you know, um, we've seen a big increase in our younger kids running the 5k. Um, I've had some four and five year olds run it with their parents, which is amazing. Um, a few years ago, um, local legend bob richards um competed at 99 yeah so you know you're never too young you're never too old well now i just feel like a big slacker Harold, we're gonna have to we're gonna I have, have a registration the, form i can give you today the, the, the walk at the very least yeah i mean we could we could schlep around 5k just walking and and the fact that because you think of or i think of hannibal in july typically 300 degrees although sometimes it could be 60 i mean i remember mm-hmm. having a couple of years ago wearing jeans in national tom sawyer days oh, actually sure. the last two years i believe it's been below 70 degrees when we got down there the morning of the race so. exactly yeah. but I, we, we say all this because you do this at seven o'clock in the say, morning right in the and morning. we do it for that reason because mm. oh, hannibal yeah. can get hot and humid. hannibal can get hot but when you start at seven and if you're a runner you're done pretty quickly and mm. so you know i could uh, maybe 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 we can, maybe we can walk it some some yeah, year there you and... go it's yeah just yeah and it's 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 recorded now it's it's gonna be on maybe yeah i said maybe <laughs> maybe okay. i said maybe uh, okay okay no, i know one thing that i enjoy <laughs> seeing at least in uh starting in usually may june if you come down early you will see people running the course yeah, like and I'm getting know, ready for it. I've sat at the baseball games at night, and you can see them running over the viaduct. Oh, the viaduct, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because this is, is it runs along Scenic Highway 79, which is the River Road. So it's a beautiful um, course in terms of where it's located. Although, if I was having to run, the last thing I would be noticing would be the the scenery no. because i would think i'd be too scared about the hill it really is it really does eat you up it's it, yeah. it's insane <laughs> and just for your listeners if you go out to our website hannibalcannibal.com we actually have maps but we also have elevation maps 
that show <laughs> what that there's. And actually, before you get to Lover's Leap, um, Highway 79 has a pretty steep incline. It does. You've got to do it, that, too. So mm-hmm. it's not just Lover's Leap that's going to get you. It's the, the whole the whole highway, the yeah. whole thing. Highway 70, yeah, it just, uh, it, it'll, it'll do it to you. Uh, and th- this would seem to be a, a good place. Uh, if you have somebody, uh, as, as again, as this is being recorded in April, and they're going, man, I would, that really sounds like something that i'd like to do but man i'm not in the kind of shape to do that kind of thing you have an answer for those folks well you know um on our website we used to do a training um class that would get people prepped so we've got some of the old training schedules out there but you know anybody can find a couch to 5k app on their phone there's a lot of those i mean Ah. and those start you off literally from nothing to getting you ready for a 5k so okay that is so you're just trying to get rid of all of the excuses. I was going to say, there is yeah. chiseling away. She's chiseling away at the reasons that uh, uh-huh. haven't haven't done the, the Hannibal mm, Cannibal yet. Down. And you said it started in 95. I mean, it's really, it's been a tradition now. I mean, people have grown up doing it. Their kids are doing it now. Yeah. Uh, what are some of the uh, more interesting people or or stories that you've you've I, I know you haven't been with them obviously yeah, since this 95 will be my, I think my 11th or 12th race so um we've had a proposal at the end of the race one year ah yeah um <laughs> I can I can only imagine what those pictures would look like <laughs> yeah. he didn't run it I think she ran it and he met her at the finish line on his knee Aww. with a ring which was kind of cool yeah, um, which which reminds which reminds me you talk about what kind of what they must have looked like by the time they got done. Uh, one thing that really, I mean, I understand why you why you stopped doing it, but it just uh, you you used to do something called the Roadkill Award, uh, and you stopped doing that. Yeah, you know, to, to what what was it? Pictures taken at the at the top of Lovers. Actually, Leap? we had some judges at the top of oh, Lovers. The judges. Leap, yeah, and okay. They picked the worst looking person at the top of the hill. <laughs> yeah, you that know, is somebody that I could have like won. They, you know, had really struggled to get up there, and, <laughs> yeah. and you know, it was meant to be fun, and but <laughs> it lived its course, and so we yeah. So you see, yeah, you stopped doing that. <laughs> going, man, but of course, I'm saying it's somebody who could probably have won I was it say, that's, quite easily. I, you know, I would not have won first place, but I might have won the roadkill. Mm-hmm. Well, and we tried to make the race, you know, fun along the way, and so we have all these funny like yard signs along the road and going up lover's leap, you know, it's like there's free oxygen ahead. And then <laughs> like, just take a breath. You know? <laughs> so yeah. Um, and, and we, and we say all of that, as we say, you have, you have, have fun with this. Uh, but I mean, you guys are, you make sure that uh, any precautions that need to be taken from a safety standpoint, from a health standpoint, uh, you guys are, have all of that taken care of too. Yeah. Um, this is a closed course race. So for the two hours of the race, um, we totally shut down highway 79 from, um, here in Hannibal all the way out, um, south of town to the 15 K turnaround. Um, MoDOT is great to let us do that. Um, and then we have ambulances and EMTs, um, all along the course. Um, uh, we have water stations, um, all along the course, um, which have trained, uh, personnel and nurses and things too, if they would need help. So we've got them taken care of. 
Thank you for joining us for the Hannibal Rivertown Review Podcast. We'll get back to the show in just a moment. We want to remind you that if you like what you're hearing, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. Also, for comments and suggestions, you can email us at rivertownreview at gmail.com and visit us at rivertownreview.com and Rivertown Review on Facebook. We have gone off in another direction. You were in the midst of uh, of talking about uh, you know memorable people. Of course, you talked about uh, Bob Richards, who uh, did this for many years, up to age ninety nine. Right. Um, yes. And if you ever saw Bob down there, you would you would definitely remember him. He always came out um, dressed to kill in the loudest pants you could find <laughs> and you could imagine. They were always a plaid of some type. Very memorable. <laughs> well, I know that. Uh, a lot of races people tend to to dress up have you seen some interesting costumes over the years um we've had tom and becky run one year um (laughs) we've had um you know a lot of tutus and those types of things on runners um the last several years um we've had um army personnel run in full gear with their rucksacks um, I know there was one gentleman one year, and I and, and I he sticks out to me because I've known his family uh, for a number of years. He didn't come out in full gear, but he he was carrying an American flag, and not just one of those little things that you just wave with one hand. He was this was yeah, like it was two, a big flag, big yeah. flag, and he carried this thing, and he ran the whole the whole race. You know that that young man he and he had, he had just gotten out of the of the military at that point and uh, like I say they they are from the from Barry Illinois and I've known those guys uh, you know forever and ever but uh, yeah that that was that was quite a sight as well. We've had um, also firefighters run with full gear on tanks and everything yeah <laughs> which you know Lover's Leap is challenging enough when you're running oh, with Lord. nothing but your running clothes on but to add the extra weight going up that hill yeah. You know, I have a nephew who's in ROTC, and they they do all these ranger challenges and so on and so forth. And one year, uh, last year, I think it was, he wanted some new boots that are approved in the military, for the military, but not, they're a little a step above military grade. That's what he wanted because last time at the ranger challenge, after the first 20 miles or so, he started to get blisters and i'm just like who <laughs> how am i related to you i can't imagine running up lover's leap let alone carrying a giant american flag rucksack air tanks i'm thinking the air it's... tank though could be to your advantage you know you can't <laughs> That's you true. Just take the mask <laughs> if you really yeah. need to get up that hill and get a little extra boost of oxygen there it's really it's just amazing and i think if if people have have obviously they've seen races before or they've seen pictures of of you know a big course and the starting line and there's all of these people but i think what makes one of the things that makes it unique is just is the course itself you know you actually get to run on highway 79 which typically is open to vehicle traffic being mm-hmm. a highway uh, so so to have it shut down to get to run up lovers leap is just uh, I think um, anybody that that does it has definitely has some um, something to be very proud of. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's part of what draws runners to the area is that toughness of the course and to be able to say, "Hey, wow, I did this." And you, had- uh, yeah, and you get yeah. You- probably going to ask the same thing. Yeah. As far as states, countries, I mean, you have had quite a representation over the years. We have. Um, typically we have 25 to 30 states represented. 
Um, with it being the holiday weekend, um, a lot of families come back home for National Tom Sawyer mm -hmm. Day. So we get a lot of people that have moved away, come back. They always run the race with us. Yeah. Um, we've even had um, a couple of foreign countries. Um, i trying to think. Germany and maybe Austria or Switzerland, I think. And that may have been, I know one of them was a military family that was home on leave. They were stationed in. And, and over the years, I think you've had people that were just tourists and didn't know this was going on and, and showed up and go, Hey, I'm a runner. I can do this. And just that just an extra part of their va vacation. Yeah. As it turned out. Yeah. Um, we're always set up the night before, uh, downtown at the race start, uh, for packet pickup and registration, you know, and people will be walking by trying to figure out, you know, what all's going on downtown. And then they're like, Hey, what's this about? And so we've signed quite a few up that way. Yeah, we, uh, I, I have several friends that that's how they plan their vacations is they go different places, but they want to go when there's a race and mm -hmm. I've known them forever and I love them. I, I <laughs> well, and this crazy. is a great weekend to come for the race because there's so much other stuff going on in town, you know, and we're set up right by the mud volleyball. So, you know, you. That's get a, done. You can go roll in the mud. And yeah, spe yeah. Speaking of of um, with things that are known that, that Tom Sawyer Days is famous for, uh, you 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 ain't lived until you've played played mud volleyball, or at I, least smelled the mud down there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I think I did, now now I think you and I have this also have this in common uh, the, the, that we've never run the Hannibal Cannibal, but uh, it seems like you and I had a conversation. I played mud volleyball one once. year. Yeah, once. Yep, yeah. I did. I did it one year mm -hmm. and. My mother came because she didn't believe that I was actually going to play any sport, let alone mud volleyball. Here, here comes the story. And uh, and so she came, and there were all of these empty seats. I knew where you were going with this. And so my mother sits down in the front row in her white capri pants, and my, at the time, brand new husband goes for the ball, and just... All over <laughs> just splat. Yeah, was, there's a reason those front rows. There's are a reason empty. their front rows are empty. If you come to watch mud volleyball, so yeah, the 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 between the mud volleyball, the Hannibal Cannibal, there's t there are tons of things to do during National Tom Sawyer Days that have a focus on fitness. You don't just have to come and eat the funnel cakes. Right. <laughs> well, see, if you run, then you can eat more funnel cakes. That, see, that is they, a very they, good point. Indeed. Absolutely. And we've, we've alluded to this a little bit. Uh, I mean, as you, as we say, a Hannibal Regional Healthcare System makes it go they are they run point for uh, what's going on but man the partnerships that you have that all help this thing go is just out of this world oh yeah we have um great sponsors um we're still working on this year's sponsor so i'm not going to mention any of them by name so i don't forget somebody or leave somebody out in the future oh, yeah. um but you know we have great sponsors uh we have over 200 volunteers that day on the course um a lot of those are from our hannibal regional auxiliary um, so they come out and, you know, help us block off the course and make sure everybody's safe. Um, the ambulance district, the um, police, the sheriff, the highway patrol, as I mentioned, MoDOT's great um, to close the course off for, you know, allow us to close the course. Um, and it helps that you've got, I mean, that, that's a kind of a, I mean, you've, we've had, well, you have an in with, with, when it comes to MoDOT, our, our, our friend, Marisa Ellison, yeah, she's a runner. Right. Uh, Marisa yeah. was one of the first, um, 
directors or race directors. Ah, so, yes, okay. She was involved in the start of that. So yes, between the and with her between the 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 Hannibal Cannibal in July and then the the uh, the the, Tro- the Trojan Turkey Trek in the in the fall for Hannibal Lagrange University Homecoming. That was her baby too. Right. Uh, she's she's one of those hardcore. One of those people that go out and just start races. And so I that think they can the story, <laughs> if I remember right, they've told me this when it started and they were talking about you know what the course would look like and things. Um, I believe it was Mary Lynn Richards from Parks and Rec that there's, said, "There's another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nobody in their right mind will ever run up Lover's Loop." <laughs> And here we are, 24 years later, and they're still doing it. Uh, they're still, I could see that. Uh, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think Mary Lynn is the one that actually does a cartwheel every year when she gets to the top of Lover's Leap. Aha. So. Uh-huh. That doesn't surprise me. No, either. not I not think a she bit. She even did it. I, she ran one year pregnant, pregnant, and I still think she did the cartwheel <laughs> at the top pregnant. So. Oh my. True runner. I, I'd say so. Yeah. Of course, of course, we're, you know, we, the, the two things are, you know, the running that she does. And of course, the other time when we had high water in Nipper Park and she, she did a, she kayaked through, through, through Nipper Park. In Nipper Park. In, through, in Nipper Park. In Nipper Park. Because yeah. yeah. mm-hmm. yeah. Nipper Park was under the water yeah. Uh-huh. yeah so that's uh so but no mary lynn's been a been a guest here and uh uh to to say she is a she she's would it be would it be egotistical to say she's one of our biggest fans i think that's about right that's about right yeah uh-huh she was i, th- I think she was the original president of the fan club if we'd have, <laughs> if we'd have had one yeah i think yeah. so founding so, member all of that some something like that yeah <laughs> sure enough so uh, you mentioned the hannibal cannibal.com which is great because that's easy to remember yep. um and a lot of people associate the name Hannibal no longer with Mark Twain, but with them, Correct. you know. Yes. Mm, yeah, there's uh, that too. <laughs> Another angle. <sighs> but uh, so so that's where people can sign up year year to year. Uh, you have I know you have great information on it. If if people are really wanting to to run it and try to try to beat the record, you have we have course records. records going back to 2001. Um, and interestingly, the fastest 5K run is a 15.59, which may seem slow if it was a straight flat course, but to consider Lover's Leap, um, that's incredible. I'm always yeah. amazed. Like, 15. it seems like they've just left and all of a sudden here's somebody running across the finish line. And like, yeah, because yeah. you get, as we say, you, you uh, fire, well, you're not firing the cannon anymore, are you? Yep, you're still, you're, you're still, still firing yep. the cannon? Okay. And all that, right. It's a little bitty cannon, but man, it makes oh, a big noise. Try standing within a hundred yards of that thing <laughs> yeah. at seven o'clock in the morning. It'll get your attention real. Funny story. A few years ago, because I always stand down there. It's uh, Kevin Reed from mm-hmm. Quincy is the one that has the cannon, and I always try to clear out. They, they he shoots it in front of the um, music under the stars stage, and it's on the cobblestone, you know. And it's there's a oh probably thirty foot swath of cobblestone there, and I. We always try to, you know, warn people because they always want to sit there to see the start of the race. And I'm like, it's going to be loud and I need you to kind of stand back. That, that cannon kicks back, you know. One morning I'm down there. I think this was two or three years ago. I have the cordless mic. He starts it. I'm counting it down. And all of a sudden as I'm counting down, this woman walks like right in front of the cannon. And I'm like, no. no. <laughs> and like you can see all the runners just die because I'm like in the midst of the countdown. <laughs> <laughs> I can just see this lady getting, you know. Oh, yeah, getting, yeah, obviously, well, there's not a cannonball. There's not a cannonball in it. No, it's not like she's going to get. paper and stuff that's going to fly Oh, out of my there. goodness. Yeah. Just get 
I can see the, you know the hair standing on end. It, it just yeah. seemed like it all went slow. slow Everything <laughs> slowed down. Yes. Well, it's not something you really expect to look for while you're walking around. Yeah. In seven o'clock in the morning, yeah. you know, beware of cannon. But uh, no. And just when I think I have everybody, you know, stopped and we start it, somebody's shirt comes, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Yep, yeah. that's... And and you talk about the the timing, and we've talked about the chips in the in the um, the enter the um, numbers that you that you have. I mean, you have a professional outfit that uh, has been doing this for a long, long time. Right, Fleet Feet St. Louis um, is our timing company. Um, they've been doing it as, well. I know since back to two thousand one. I assume they've done it the entire time. Um, Fleet Feet, though, is a national company. They have races all over the U.S. that they work so yeah and they and they on race day you can there's a place you can go to online to get every you know, to you know how did how did i how did i do how did my right am i actually now you know they bring in the little kiosks so as soon as you're done you can type in your bib number and it's going to print you out a sheet that says this was your time this is where you finished overall this is where you finished in your age group yeah yeah so. or or like some of the you know smart aleck messages you'll get on the the scales that guess your weight you know this is what this is what your time are you you have to be kidding me you know <laughs> and please don't ever do this again yeah <laughs> how are you still walking around yeah th- things like that well hey i learned that those things are called bibs i didn't know that i bibs, always runner numbers they're bibs they yeah see that's I, because you wear it like you wear a bib <laughs> Yeah, stands. I'm, I'm like I'm some big knowledgeable guy or something. I don't know. Yeah, how many uh, how many races have you running? I, <laughs> just, <laughs> counting counting this year, none. Hey, uh, we're an educate. What can we say? We're an educational told podcast. You, bringing those registration forms down. <laughs> in the morning, so. Oh dear. Uh, and and of course, in this day and age of social media, we talk about HannibalCannibal.com. I mean, you you name it, you're on it. We are Facebook, um, Instagram, Twitter. Um, the day of the race, we have Snapchat filters. So, um, like I said, we try to make it as fun as possible to to race day. Uh, we'll have a band down at the starting line playing that morning. Um, we have cheerleaders and dance squads along the course. Our auxilians are out there. Um, at the top of Lover's Leap, we have our own king and queen, Ooga Booga, um, our own cannibals. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of, uh, not the competitive runners, obviously, but a lot of people will stop up there and get a picture with our king and queen. Um, Last year, we had um, our young cannibals down at the finish line. We had uh, three um, teen cannibals that uh, chased people across the finish lines with big forks. (laughs) So, you know, trying to keep it fun and light and exciting. Booga, booga. Yikes. Uh, So... Hopefully, uh, as as we alluded to earlier, anybody that uh, has been listening to this and has had all of these excuses why they shouldn't do that, hopefully we have just knocked them right right down. For, just rolled the rolled the pins at the end of the alley and they and we knocked them all down. And we do give finishers medals to everybody. So uh, every, you know, and then you everybody have even gets a medal. A, a participation it, so. medal. A there you go. You actually went up and down Lover's Leap, which. Hey, you know what? That is that's that's saying something. Yeah, and then we have we give away tons of awards. Otherwise, uh, we have um, first through third place medals for um, age groups, and those are in five year increments and go all the way up from. Uh, they start at eleven and go all the way up to eighty plus. Um, so lots of awards there, male, female. Um, we give overall awards uh, for 
male, female in all three events. So yeah. So the so the date for 2019 is July 6th. Uh, and uh, but always remember whenever however far down in the future people are listening to this whenever there's national tom sawyer days the saturday of national tom sawyer days that is correct mark it on their always calendar. at 7 a.m always at rain 7. or shine yeah yes and you to, to to me the 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 neatest visual when it comes to this uh one year i was down there and then came back up here to the the corner of third and center and just about the time that the people were turning the corner and starting up the viaduct and you've got these thousands of runners that are all going over that viaduct uh, southbound on on highway 79 what a what a sight we have one picture that i just love and i'm not sure if it's out on the website anymore but um it was taken from the lighthouse steps Ooh. after the race started going down main street oh my. but the carnival is at the end of main street so there's a really tall carnival ride or something that shows up in the end. But it looks like, the I mean, there's just people all down Main Street. It's really cool. Yeah, amazing. Angie Wilcoxon, thank you so much for joining well, us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and we, we thank you for, for joining us for the Rivertown Review podcast. And you'll have to look at the, the, the little blurb that we have on wherever you found us to see what number it is. Uh, so you can, if you really want to know that bad. Uh, I'm Harold Smith. And I'm Megan Rapp. And we thank you for joining us for the Rivertown Review podcast. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us for Rivertown Review, the podcast. For more information on all things Hannibal, visit our website, rivertownreview.com. If you have comments, questions, or suggestions for future episodes, please email us at rivertownreview at gmail.com. And be sure and join Megan and Harold next time for Rivertown Review, the podcast.